Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, Freedom Friday. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I bet you, you guys that are going to be off to, uh, today or, or this is the, almost the end of the week, you know, you say, yeah, thank God it's Friday, you know. So it, it, God is good. God is good. He brought us through the week. You know, we all have been dealing with different things throughout this week, but guess what? Our God is faithful and he brought us through it. Amen. Amen. We, we are in Judges 20 this morning. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you for this is a day that you have made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for this hour that you have given us. Speak to us through your word, Father God, let it be you and not us. I thank you in advance, my Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, all right. And my lovely Sandra has the word. Okay, good morning. We are in Judges chapter 20. Um, I'm reading out of the NIV version, starting with chapter one, or excuse me, verse one here. It says, then all the Israelites from Dan to Beersheba and from the land of Gilead came out as one man and assembled before the Lord in Mizpah. The leaders of all the people of the tribes of Israel took their places in the assembly of the people of God. 400,000 soldiers armed with swords. The Benjamites heard that the Israelites had gone up to Mizpah. Then the Israelites said, tell us how this awful thing happened. So the Levite, the husband of the murdered woman said, I and my concubine came to Gibeah and Benjamin to spend the night. During the night, the men of Gibeah came after me and surrounded the house, intending to kill me. They raped my concubine and she died. I took my concubine, cut her into pieces, and sent one piece to each region of Israel's inheritance because they committed this lewd and disgraceful act in Israel. Now, all you Israelites, speak up and give your verdict. All the people rose as one man saying, none of us will go home. No, not one of us will return to his house. But now this is what we'll do to Gibeah. We'll go up against, against it as the lot directs. We'll take 10 men out of every hundred from all the tribes of Israel and a hundred from a thousand and a thousand from 10,000 to get provisions for the army. Then when the army arrives in Gibeah in Benjamin, it can give them what they deserve for all this vile vileness done in Israel. So all the men of Israel got together and united as one man against the city. The tribes of Israel sent men throughout the tribe of Benjamin saying, what about this awful crime that was committed among you? Now surrender those wicked men of Gibeah so that we may put them to death and purge the evil from Israel. 
But the Benjamites would not listen to their fellow Israelites from their towns. They came together at Gibeah to fight against the Israelites. At once, the Benjamites mobilized 26,000 swordsmen from their towns, in addition to 700 chosen men from those living in Gibeah. Among all these soldiers, there were 700 chosen men who were left-handed, each of whom could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. Israel, apart from Benjamin, mustered 400,000 swordsmen, all of them fighting men. The Israelites went up to Bethel and inquired of God. They said, who of us shall go first to fight against the Benjamites? The Lord replied, Judah shall go first. The next morning, the Israelites got up and pitched camp near Gibeah. The men of Israel went out to fight the Benjamites and took up battle positions against them at Gibeah. The Benjamites came out of Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. But the men of Israel encouraged one another and again took up their positions where they had stationed themselves the first day. The Israelites went up and wept before the Lord until evening, and they inquired of the Lord. They said, shall we go up again to battle against the Benjamites, our brothers? The Lord answered, go up against them. Then the Israelites drew near to Benjamin the second day. This time, when the Benjamites came out of, excuse me, came out from Gibeah to oppose them, they cut down another 18,000 Israelites, all of them armed with swords. Then the Israelites, all the people, went up to Bethel, and there they sat weeping before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was there with Phoenix, son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, uh, ministering before it. They asked, shall we go up again to battle the Benjamin, our brother or not? The Lord responded, go for tomorrow. I will give them into your hands. Then Israel set an ambush around Gibeah. They went up against the Benjamites on the third day and took a position against Gibeah as they had done before. The Benjamites came out to meet them and were drawn away from the city. They began to inflict casualties on the Israelites as before, so that about 30 men fell in the open field and on the roads, the one leading to Bethel and the other to Gibeah. While the Benjamites were saying, we are def defeating them as before, the Israelites were saying, let's retreat and draw them away from the city to the roads. All of the men of Israel moved from their places and took up positions at Baal Tamar. And the Israelite ambush charged out of its place on the west of Gibeah. Then 10,000 of Israel's finest men made a frontal attack on Gibeah. The fighting was so heavy that the Benjamites did not realize how near disaster was. The Lord defeated Benjamin before Israel. And on that day, the Israelites struck down 25,100 Benjamites, all armed with swords. Then the excuse me, Benjamites saw that they were beaten. Now the men of Israel had given way before Benjamin because they relied on the ambush they had set near Gibeah. The men who had been in the ambush made a sudden dash into Gibeah, spread out, and put the whole city to the sword. 
The men of Israel had arranged with the ambush that they should send up a great cloud of smoke from the city, and then the men of Israel would turn in the battle. The Benjamites had begun to inflict casualty on the men of Israel, about 30, and they said, we are defeating them as in the first battle. But when the column of smoke began to rise from the city, the Benjamites turned and saw the smoke of the whole city going up into the sky. Then the men of Israel turned on them and the men of Benjamin were terrified because they realized that disaster had come upon them. So they fled before the Israelites in the direction of the desert, but they could not escape the battle. And the men of Israel who had come out of the towns cut them down there. They surrounded the Benjamites who chased them and easily overran them in the vicinity of Gibeah on the east. 18,000 Benjamites fell, all of them valiant fighters. As they turned and fled toward the desert of the rock of Rimon, the Israelites cut down 5,000 men along the roads. They kept pressing after the Benjamites as far as Gidom and struck down 2,000 more. On that day, 25,000 Benjamite swordsmen fell, all of them valiant fighters. But 600 men turned and fled into the desert to the rock of Rimon where they stayed four months. The men of Israel went back to Benjamin and put all the towns to the sword, including the animals and everything else they found. All the towns they came across, they set on fire. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Stretch if you need to. Thank you, Sandra. Wow. Wow. This whole long, long chapter. You know, it's it's all about a civil war that, that that took place, you know, among among the people of the Lord, among the tribes, you know, and, and it was just one tribe that, that was disobedient. But and, and, and this tribe that was a tribe of Benjamin, and, and it was because of what they did to 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 this Levi's concubine. So it all started because of an incident, an incident, you know, and it all started back in chapter 19. You know what that uh, that the men of the town, you know, they they wanted the Levite. They wanted this Levite, you know. But the the way he was staying at them, that that particular individual was protecting him and says, "No, take take my daughter." And even he, his Levite himself, you know, gave over his his concubine. He surrendered his concubine, you know, because in, back in in Judges nineteen, he says, "But the men would not hear him." The, the men of the town. So the man took his concubine and brought her out to them. So he personally delivered his concubine, you know, and they knew her and they abused her all night, you know. And in the morning, they let her go, you know, and she came to the doorpost of the house, you know, of her master. And there she collapsed, you know, there she collapsed. So here in verse 20, you know, it was after the fact that this individual took her. You know, and 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 that being that she was dead, he cut her up into twelve pieces and sent them to all the different tribes uh, that were that were around that were there. You know, and he starts here in verse one. So all the children of Israel came out from them to Bathsheba and from as far as the land of Gilead, and the congregation gathered together as one. So all the people gathered together as one. Nothing brings people together as a tragedy. You know, and, and and I have experienced that, in, you know, in, in our lives, you know, when, 
When somebody passes, everybody comes out. People that you haven't seen in years, in decades, in millennium, show up. You know, people come to show respect, but nothing gets, you know, people together, you know, like a tragedy. And this is what, what happened there. And in verse two, he says, and the leaders of all the people of all the tribes of, of Israel presented themselves in the assembly of God. There were 400,000 foot soldiers. So there were 400,000 strong, you know, that got together, you know, and even though they all got together, there was one tribe missing out of that it was the tribe of Benjamin. The tribe of Benjamin, but they, the tribe of Benjamin heard what was, what was happening. So, you know, so they knew that this was taking place. In verse four, it says, so the Levite, the husband of the woman who was murdered, answered and said, my concubine and I went to Gilead, which belongs to Benjamin, to spend the night. You know, so that this Levite presented his own version of what happened. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's hard when you, when you see that sometimes people don't give you all the facts, you know, he, because he surrendered her over. But when he's speaking now, you know, he, he gives his own version. He gives his own version. You know, you know, he, and his version was that he left out anything that would incriminate him, that would make him look bad. He felt to say that he took her out and surrendered her over. Sometimes people don't want to admit their guilt, you know, and this individual wanted to look good before this congregation, you know, and he said to them in verse five, they ravaged my concubine so that she died, you know, well, she didn't die when she was with him. She was able to get to the house, you know, she was able to get to the house, to the doorpost of that house, and that's where she collapsed. Meanwhile, this individual was inside sleeping. Come on now. You give up something that you love, you know, and then he goes to sleep. So that gives me that this particular character was not altogether there, you know. But even though, you know, even with all that, the, the, the tribe of Benjamin did wrong. This particular individuals that did this to this girl, you know, you know, uh, did wrong. And he says there in verse six, so, you know, when, when he got up the next day, when he got up the next day, he was, he was ready to go on his journey. He says that he got, he got ready to go on his journey. And when he opened the door, that's when he found her. Again, speaking about his character, you know. So, and what does he do? So I took hold of my concubine in verse six and cut her into pieces and sent them to the territories, you know. And so he sent her in pieces. And he said, look, all of you children of Israel, give your advice and counsel here. So in other words, he was applauding them. He was reaching out to them. And he said, well, what would you do? What would you do? You know, so he sent a message out because receiving a piece of a body, you know, that was, that was pretty gross, number one. Number two, something that you don't really, the, the Israelites would not really uh, uh, normally have done cut somebody up like that after they were dead, you know, but he did and he sent them out and all the tribes got together and says that all the people arose as one man saying, none of us will go to our tent. So none of us will go home, you know, until we settle this, you know, so, so they were outraged that this took place. They were upset. 
And it says, none of us will go home. We will stand. We will stand this day, you know, with you. We will stand this day. And in verse 12, it says, the tribes of Israel send men throughout all the tribes of Benjamin saying, what is this wickedness that has occurred among you? What is this wickedness? You know, and, and, and guess what they do? They don't do nothing, you know. So they are applauding them, you know. It says, it says in verse 13, now therefore deliver this man up to me. Deliver the sinners up to me, to us, you know. And in verse 13, this perverted man, you know, that had done evil in, in Israel. But the children of Benjamin would not listen to the voice of their brethren, of the children of Israel. Wow. Wow. Imagine. They've done wrong, but yet they're covering for them. They've done wrong, but yet they're giving them shelter. They've done wrong. That reminds me of, of what's happening around us today in our nation. All the wrong that has been done in our nation in the last few years, all the stuff that they have let go, all the destruction that they have caused, you know, yet they cover everything up like nothing's really happened, like nothing. They refuse to listen. They refuse to listen. You know, when we when, when, when we do something wrong, Holy Spirit comes and convicts us. You know, then we have that. The Holy Spirit will tell us, hey, you did something wrong. You know, you, you are, when your heart is going a mile, a mile a minute, when you're doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, come on now. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> that when you do something that you shouldn't be doing, your heart raises. You know, and that's the Holy Spirit telling you, you know, and that's conviction. Well, the people of Benjamin had no conviction at this time. You know, they they they, they allowed this to happen, and then they, they were covering for them. Then all the children of Israel, and number verse 18 says that they aroused and went up to the house of God and inquired of God. In other words, they got together. Before you do anything, seek the counsel of the Lord. Seek the word of the Lord. Before you make any big decisions, before you jump the, the, the fence to do something, you know, make sure that you spend time with the Lord and seek his counsel. You know, Lord, do you want me to do this? Don't you want me to do this? Yes or no? Go before him, you know, and, I'll, and, and here the Lord gave them the green light. And he says that to them in verse uh, 21, then the children of Benjamin came out uh, to Gilead. And on that day, this is, this is, this is uh, that day they cut down 22,000 males of, of the Israelites. Wow. So the Lord told them to go. Has the Lord ever tell you to do something? And when you did it, it looks like it, it looks like it just came back at you and, and you, <laughs> you, you fell down and you fell on your face after you, after you done this, you know, that the Lord told you to do something. And then you feel like, oh man, I'm defeated. You know, and, and, and it doesn't go the way you want it. You know, whenever something like this will occur, you know, we need to seek more of the Lord. We need to seek more of the Lord. Even in this defeat, it says there in verse 22, that they encouraged themselves. Even though the Lord said, go ahead. And they went ahead, you know, and 22,000, you're not talking about one person. You're not talking about 10 people. You're talking about 22,000 men died that day. What a defeat. 
what a defeat. And guess what the, what the Israelites do in verse 22? You know, it says, and, and all the people, that is the men of Israel, encourage themselves, even though they were defeated at that moment. And again, form a battle line. You know, when, 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 the, when you're doing something for the Lord or when the enemy is attacking you and you feel that you're losing and you end up going on one knee, guess what? Rise up again. Rise up again and take, your, and take back your battle line. Get ready to do battle because this is what they did. Even though that they hurt, even though that they lost 22,000 men, it says there that they encouraged themselves. Sometimes we need to encourage ourselves as we go through the issues of life, situations, you know, life happens. They encourage themselves. And guess what? And they put up the battle line. In other words, they kept their position there. You know, so it is important that we don't quit and run away. It is important that we don't quit in the middle of the fight. It is important that we don't surrender just because we lost one battle. Because one battle is one battle. But, but we need to learn in that battle where our strength comes from. In that, you know, even though they were defeated, you know, God is still God. He's still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And, and this just, it just encourages me that, that they said that they encouraged themselves. And I just want to encourage you this morning that whatever it is that you're going through, it's, it's not for you to quit. It's not for you to surrender. It's not for you to, to wave the white, the, the white flag and say no mas like Duran did in the ring back in the day. You know, it is time for us you know, to get a grip of ourselves and grab the word of the Lord and say, no, Lord God, no matter what happens, I'm going to remain. I'm going to stand upon your promises. I'm going to stand upon your word because your word says so. Your word says that I will be victorious, you know, and even though they were facing, they just faced defeat right there, but they they held the ground. They, they, put, they went back to the battle line and it says there in verse 23, the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord. What better person to go before? They wept before the Lord until evening. So that was a whole process, you know, and they, and they asked, you know, counsel of the Lord, shall again we do battle? Shall we go again against uh, the, the tribe of Benjamin? And what does the Lord said? Go up against them. So that, that right there was the green, green, green uh, light again, you know. So they went up against them again. The children of Benjamin had the victory again. 18,000 men, come on. 18,000 men, you know, were cut down. That would be right there. The normal person would just run away and say, ah, no more, no more. You know, Lord, you said it twice. You said it twice to do this. And twice we tried and twice we have failed. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It matters how many times you get up. You know, and, 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 and the people of Israel in verse 26, then all the people of Israel, that is the people that went out, you know, to the house of God, they wept 
They sat there before the Lord. Fasted that day. Until evening. And offer. Burnt offerings of peace. You know, before the Lord. You know, they, 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 you know, again, they fell. This is two times. Guess what? They didn't run away. They didn't quit. They say, okay, Lord, we are here. They examine themselves, you know, they examine themselves because, you know, when you offering, you know, at the burnt offerings and peace offerings, you know, and you're fasting, that gives you the time that you can examine yourselves to see if there's something wrong, if there's something wrong. So, I, you know, I believe that they needed to, to, to have their relationship with the Lord restore even more. Maybe some of them have not really been faithful to God, Maybe, you know, and, and, and the Lord was wanting them to, to come right before him. That even though he gave them the green light, you know, they probably realized, you know, I got to make sure that my relationship with the Lord is right. That my relationship with the Lord is right, you know, and, and because, you know, they were out there, they were doing whatever they were, they were doing, you know, so this time of going before God, you know, what should we do? What should we do? And they asked the Lord, they asked the Lord, shall I go out to battle against my brethren, Benjamin again, or should I stop? Should I go or should I stop? Have you ever had that question? You've been to the battle, you're wounded, you've been hurt, and you feel like, how many times do I got to go around this circle? How many times do I got to go around this? And then the Lord says, you know, says, you know, he says, tomorrow I will deliver them into your hands. In, in verse 27 and 28, the Lord says, I will deliver them. I will give you the victory. I will go with you. I will stand with you. I will hold you in the palm of my hand and I will not let you go. Sometimes, you know, this battle that, that, we, that we may be facing in our homes and our families, in the workplace, in society itself, but all this stuff that is happening, all this negative stuff that is rising up, all these things that, that everybody's saying that it's okay to do and it's okay to think and it's okay to speak, you know, we got to go back to the basics of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to renew our strength in him. And that's what the Israelites did, you know, and they went before the Lord and they spent time with the Lord. You know, and it, and it says in verse uh, verse 35, the Lord defeated Benjamin before Israel and all the children of Israel destroyed that day 25,000 and 100 of the Benjamites. In other words, the Lord gave them the victory. The Lord gave them, I'll say it one more time, the Lord gave them the victory. The Lord will give you the victory. The Lord is with you. You know, this whole entire chapter, you know, I've read this chapter and I read, I said, what am I going to talk about? What can I get out of this chapter? You know, and then the other thing that came to mind is, you know, 
that the Lord will give us the victory. The Lord may allow things to happen, you know, and I, and I can't really explain every detail. Why did the Lord allow all these Israelites to, to pass, you know, because there were thousands of men that died for the actions of few, thousands of men that died. But again, look at our government. The actions of the few causes thousands of people to be affected by their actions, you know, by what they have allowed, what they have passed, you know. And we, as, a, uh, as believers, as children of the Most High God, we need to make sure that we don't bow down to anything that stands against the Lord, anything that stands against the Bible, anything that stands against his word, that we do not accept any nonsense, but that we come together as one, just like Israel came together as one, you know, the, the, the united church, the united people, you know, coming together and seeking God and, and seeking his face and his favor, because you know what, even though things may not look pretty out there, the victory is still going to belong to us, because he says this in his word, in the book of Revelation, you know, he said, they defeated the enemy by the word of their testimony, what is your testimony, how are we, do we defeat the enemy, by standing on the word of God, by being faithful to him and not going to the right nor to the left. And even though we may feel like, like we're, losing, we're losing this battle, you know, and that God will still take you through it. Even though you end up with some scars, God will still take you through it. Even though you're saying to yourself, I don't deserve this. I shouldn't have to go through this. But guess what? We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Every battle is an opportunity for us to draw near to the Lord. Every battle is an for us to get. It's an opportunity for us to see the greatness of God, to see His mercy, His forgiveness, His restoration. Because guess what? He is in the middle of the battle. He is in the middle of the situation. You are not alone because he is with you. His word says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, nor abandon you. So no matter what is it that we're going through this day, no matter what battle are we struggling with this day, no matter what we're seeing in front of our eyes, and guess what? Been through the battlefield, been through, through the war, you know, and, 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 and you guys know already that, that me and my wife you will know, be dealing with some issues you know, of sickness, you know, in, in, in her body. But guess what? No matter what test we take, no matter what we're going to hear, we're going to re believe the report of the Lord. And his report says, I am healed. His report says, I am free. His report says, I am renewed in him. For greater is he, greater is he, come on now, greater is he that is in us, than he that is in the world. And guess what? The Lord will take us through whatever it is that we're facing today. So here we go. The Freedom Friday, come on now. Time to let go. 
time to let go, you know, you know, just raise your hands and say, Lord, I surrender it to you. I give it over to you, Lord God. I'm not going to carry this on my own anymore. I surrender to you and you're going to help me through it. The word says that I will give my angels charge over you. They will take you by the right hand. They will uphold you. They will keep you from falling. So therefore, we will have the victory. So my brothers and sisters, as we get ready, to go into the weekend, let's refocus. Let's refocus. If we've been hurt, if we've been wounded this week, come on. I raise my hands along with anybody else. If we've been hurt this week. We went through a storm this week. If we have shed tears this week, God is still faithful and he is with us. And he says that I will never let you go. So receive that this morning, just like the people of, of, of Israel, you know, they, they had this battle, the civil war that was taken in chapter 20, you know, they had two, uh, two, two defeats, you know, all these men died, but God was still faithful. When they turned to the Lord, when they made themselves even uh, uh, right with God, and they went and they said, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? And he says, I will deliver them unto your hand. Well, guess what? The Lord is delivering into your hand what you need. The Lord is delivering unto your hands what you need. So whatever it is that you have brought before the Lord, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on. Get ready, get ready, get ready. As TV James, man. But you know what? He always says that. But it's so, it's so, so wild that, you know, that we need to be ready. We need to be ready to receive. We need to be ready to be grateful. You know, we got to start thanking him ahead of time. Stop thanking him even in the middle of the battle. Lord, I thank you for the victory. I'm hurt, but I thank you for the victory. I'm not feeling well, but I thank you for the victory. You know, I don't see it in my physical or in my spirit, Lord God. I'm already there. You already accomplished it. You already did it. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you what you're going to do. And as we do this, my brothers and sisters, you're going to see how fast your victory is going to come. Because you know what? In these last days, Holy Spirit is moving. Holy Spirit is touching. If you look at any, any Christian news and, and, and you, you know, that they're out there, you see the movement of God, you know. They don't want to put it on the TV. They don't want to show nobody that the Lord is moving, but my father is moving. He's moving in the supernatural. He's moving in the churches. He's moving in the community. He's moving in the nations. He's moving in the nation. Just because right now looks like the United States has turned their backs on the Lord. Guess what? The nations around us have turned to the Lord and are gathering to the Lord. And, and you're going to see, you're going to see that in these last days, the Lord is going to move in a very powerful, powerful way. So let's get ready for that, my brothers and sisters. Victory belongs to you. Victory is ours in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, you are in control. I thank you that there's nothing, my Lord God, that surprises you. There's nothing that I'm going through that is new to you, Father, for you know every detail 
every detail. You know what's happening now and what's going to happen in the future. Nothing is hidden from you. So, Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father. And I pray, oh Lord, that you will be done in every home, in every family, in every marriage, Father God, that is being represented here this morning, Father, and those that are going to be watching later, oh Lord God, I pray that you will speak to their hearts, speak to their lives, Father, that through you, through you, they will have the victory. Through you, they are more than overcomers. Through you, they are more than victorious. So I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance what you're going to do. And I declare and decree this, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen, amen. All right. Come on, Freedom Friday. Focus, focus, focus. You know, those that are off today, enjoy your day. Those that are getting ready for the weekend, Try to get some rest. Don't forget Sunday service. Don't forget Sunday service. I love you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.